Greetings, Earthlings, Lightworkers, Multidimensional Beings, Starseeds, and Backroom Wanderers. This is Stardust Radio, and we are your Twin Flame hosts, Radio and Danny. Today is... Today is all of time, because all of time is today. I think that... Is that right? Before we get into it, Danny will be blessing this message. Spirit, I ask you to bless this message and all who receive it. May your word bring truth, light, clarity, and love. Amen. Thank you, baby. It's been a little bit, but we're back. We will explain on the podcast why. But yeah, we sat down today, had a nice, uh, quick little conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast to this point. Um, We're open to any feedback. Feel free to hit us up at our Gmail, which is stardustradiopod at gmail.com. And also we have an Instagram. The Instagram account is stardustradiopodcast. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you enjoy this episode and uh, yeah, let us know. Hello. Hello again. <laughs> hello again. I'm this radio. is really is hello again. <laughs> it is hello again. Yeah, you're right. We did this once more before this. Yeah, we did. Got 10 seconds into it. I'm feeling some deja vu. <laughs> a little. Like we did, we did, we've done this before. Mm-hmm. Actually, seconds ago. And then uh, kicked to the table. <laughs> Not going to say any names, but. Uh... <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Good morning. Morning. Sorry, coffee. This is really a, yeah, a morning coffee conversation. Yes, it is. It is. Usually we have our coffee and then we hit record afterwards once we're under the delightful effects of caffeine. Mm-hmm. But on in this particular case, we decided to just have our coffee while we uh, record. Sorry if there's some smacking and... Mm, gulpings. Yeah, gulpings. <laughs> swallow sounds. It's a, This is our first ASMR episode as well. Mm-hmm. Also chickens. Also chickens. Hopefully you can't hear them. I very much can hear the existential hen out there. <laughs> There's one hen that just she's she's the uh, the self-imposed r- rooster. Yes. Back there, and mm-hmm. she just makes noise all all morning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if you if you hear them, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, it means good luck will smile upon thee. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we've recorded, like weeks. Yeah, two weeks to be exact, right? About mm-hmm. two weeks, maybe yeah. a little two weeks and change, but a lot, a lot's been going on. Yeah, a lot has been going on. Um, <laughs> I can hear licking sounds now. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, a lot has been going on, not just in our lives, but in the world. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot. Uh, the first week we didn't record because you weren't feeling well. Right. You got like a stomach bug. Mm-hmm. 
and then I got that same stomach bug. Yeah, and you got it much worse than I did. Yeah, that's usually par for the course. Everyone around me will get sick, and then I'll get really, really sick. Uh, I'm trying for that not to be my story, but... (laughs) But here I am, repeating it again. Mm, Putting it out into the ether. (laughs) Now others can Can... take that story and and really amplify it and carry it and run with it. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm, Maybe I should edit that part out. (laughs) That's too much power. It's too much power. It's too late. It's too late. Um, Yeah, so we were... We were sick and also just some heavy things going on in our, in our lives, mm-hmm. my life in particular. Um, and sometimes I think that it's important to go within and retreat and um, just take some quiet time, introspective time for yourself. Yeah, I think it's interesting because the weeks we were recording, we had all this energy and we were putting it into the podcast and into helping others and having these deep conversations. And then all this, like, I don't want to call it drama, but there was some drama that happened. Contrast. Yeah. And um, and that, t- that took a lot of energy out of you and, and me. And yeah. I feel like that was a, a really good lesson in understanding, like, mm-hmm. how, ener- like how energy works. Because oftentimes in life, you'll you'll feel something or... You'll think something and you'll have a certain idea and you'll think, oh, this is this is what that is. And then the universe will kind of call you on it and say, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like you're good with your energy or, oh, you want to help. Let's see. And yeah. your energy gets pulled in a different direction. And that's just an invitation. It's an opportunity to use that and learn from it. Right. I think especially as, a, as lightworkers, we are learning how to manage our energy because we're giving so much of our light to others mm-hmm. that sometimes it can, a lot of times, especially in the beginning, if you're new to service work, basically, there's an imbalance within you right. because you're just giving so much and giving so much that you're just depleted. And that's what happened to me a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, I took, I'm taking it as a lesson because I'm new to this and I'm learning how to balance my energy and it's not always going to be perfect because we're not perfect. And I've really learned how to, um, to give in a healthier way during this time. I think that's something that everybody can learn from. Like if you're listening to this, You could look at your life and say, oh, man, like my energy was being really focused on something like maybe trouble at work or personal life drama, whatever it is. And you feel different during that time because so much of your energy is being called to a certain aspect. Right. And you're so focused on it, whether it's grief or contrast or stress and all that energy gets pulled to that. And one of the things, and we talked about this a few days ago, was understanding the difference between what is healthy process and what is rumination. Right. Because you Mm. were saying that, like, you don't ruminate. You, like, don't process enough. Right. It's opposite for me. So whereas some people will stay stuck on a 
on a problem or something, on a feeling. They'll ruminate. They'll keep revisiting it. I'm the opposite. I will think about it and let it go. But that's also not healthy because I'm not processing truly the way that I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm like leaving it to my mind, to my mental faculties, and I'm not processing it through the heart, which everything we need to process through there, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah. And I think that is part of the mindfulness, part, part something that you can have in your tool belt, so to speak, where you can really look at something because you can't really let it go. You can't unless you process it. Right. And if you're ruminating, then you're also not letting it go. So it's finding this balance between, okay, this thing is bothering me. This thing is affecting me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm either denying it or I'm ruminating on it. But in, somehow in all of that, it needs to be processed and then released. Yeah. And sometimes um, it's as simple as just sitting with it and allowing it. Mm-hmm. Going, you know, I feel this way and this is why. And you just sit there and you close your eyes and you look at it. And yeah. you say, this is what it is. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling X, Y, Z because of X, Y, Z. And it just is. And that's okay. And sometimes that little exercise, like uh, you and I do the one where, mm-hmm. I te- you know, we close our eyes. It's almost like a, I wouldn't quite call it a meditation because we're talking. Mm-hmm. But it's like what's there, like recognizing what's there and just just acknowledging. Yeah, I call it the emotional Rolodex because I close my eyes and it feels like I'm flipping through a Rolodex uh, of emotions. You know, like, oh, I'm feeling irritated. I'm feeling mad. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling, oh, there it is. I'm feeling sad. And that's like the base emotion, right? And checking in and doing that is so important. I think for everybody like even if you're not like a service worker like just a, a human being like we yeah. need to balance our energy and you can tell when you're um you're giving too much yes or when you're holding too much in yeah when you you're feel it. when you're you're not processing something because you feel tired mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what happens is you're you're tired from running from it you're tired from distracting from it from grabbing the phone from you know diving into some job or you know eating whatever your coping mechanism yeah whatever your coping mechanism is for some people it's you know work for some people it's food it's alcohol it's drugs it's um you know the dopamine pump that's in our pockets the black mirror um video games tv shows whatever it is that it becomes an automatic distraction from things and i think that is that's one of the the big themes that i've noticed over the the past few weeks is sort of this this cage of not acknowledging enough or ruminating too much or because like for me i grew up very much denying things I, i learned it from my parents my parents were raised in a house of uh, domestic violence, both of them, in different homes. Uh, both of their parents would, would have these big blow-ups and screaming and yelling and throwing things and crying and kids hiding under the bed situation, right? And when my parents got together, they both were like, we don't want that. And so this is what we... <laughs> we affectionately call the overcorrection. Right. In their marriage, they decided not to deal with anything. 
Right. And overcorrected so much that they right. didn't talk about anything, didn't confront anything. Yeah, nothing was ever spoken about, ever. And like for me, I remember being a kid, and I guess in a lot of ways, my I don't know how my siblings, I'd have to ask them each how they felt about it. But I was raised not just by my parents, but by my siblings also. So mm-hmm. I I felt a lot of resistance towards that. I had a lot of anger and I would like blow up and yell and like have these like, I would act out. Because they were being quiet. Yeah, because I, I felt like my, I felt unseen. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like my emotions didn't matter. My feelings didn't matter. So I would act out. I would explode. I would like have tantrums. You know, I would like throw things. Like I was a very... uh deep feeling, passionate, over-emotional being. Yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> despite all of that, I still picked up denial as my coping mechanism. Mm. So even though I had all these these heavy feelings and all these heavy emotions inside of me, I still chose to use denial as the, the way to cope with it. It's not so bad, as I would tell myself. You know, uh, you yeah. gaslight yourself. And a, a lot of people do this. You tell yourself, well, some people have it worse. Or I have to be strong. Or yeah, I have they to can't suck see it up. That I'm, you know, weak. You can't see that I'm weak. Yeah. So I, I never, no one ever said, "Hey, look, this is what you're feeling and why." Mm-hmm. You know, they don't teach you that in school. You know, they teach you math, they teach you science, history, or right. their history, their version of history, and you know, no, no one ever gets uh, taught how to process their emotions and their feelings. So it's like I, I dealt with denial for so long. Mm-hmm. And then at some point in my life, I realized I was doing that, you know, and I overcorrected also. Then it was like ruminating on everything and, oh my God, this is this and and not acknowledging it still. Like I knew I was ruminating, but I still didn't learn how to acknowledge and release those things. Yeah. It would just ruminate on them. And I thought, well, this is healthier than denial. Right. And by contrast, in my mind, it, it seemed like that was better. But really, I was just overcorrecting and doing the opposite thing. Yeah. Now, you know, at 41 years old, my, I had a birthday just passed. Yay. Hey, that happened too. Um, now at 41, I, um, I'm able to understand both sides of it. Okay, that's denial. That's rumination. Mm-hmm. I have to find a middle ground and I have to... Uh, very um, honestly and authentically acknowledge these things, find the root cause of all the behaviors, understand them, and, you know, release them. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because it really is either either one. It's either you're not processing it or you're over-processing it. Right. So the, the middle, the middle ground. And that's what I'm learning right now because I've been doing a lot of work with my heart chakra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I would say that my heart chakra is just kind of barely opening, really, like fully. It's fully open, but I'm still working with it. Um, and what I've found now that I'm so open and I'm living from this place of openness, there's a lot of hurt. Yes. There's like a lot of hurt there, um, which is like so shocking to me <laughs> because I've been in this state of denial for so yeah, long. You're like, but everything was fine. I thought I'm everything fine. I'm a was happy fine. Person. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm healthy. I have everything I need. There's no reason why I should. Oh, I'm gaslighting myself. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what I've been finding is that every time I I work with my heart chakra, it hurts. Oh, but it's good. It's a good hurt too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very careful about like, am I 
thinking and ruminating on these things too much. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm finding the balance. There was an issue in my family recently where we were, I think, ruminating. (laughs) My family, we were like, it was like three days worth of like talking about this problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, it was destroying me like physically uh, too. I was having like, well, it was a stomach bug, but also I think like I was getting cramps from all of this like stress and I wasn't sleeping very well and I was just feeling really bad. And eventually it hit me like, shit, we're just, we won't let this go. We just keep talking about it every day and reopening that wound. And once I like realized that I, I was angry and rightly so, and I had been spending too much time thinking about this, I was able to let it go. And it was pretty much like instantaneously that I, I felt physically better. That situation, and not to get too into details on it. Yeah, I don't but want to. That situation brought up so many triggers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there was it was so layered because there was this. Un, it felt like injustice. Mm-hmm. It felt like, uh, well, it, it didn't feel like it was injustice. Yeah. There was deception and mm-hmm. lies. There was um, un, like being completely unacknowledged and invalidated. Yeah, like you don't matter. Right. So it was like all the heaviest things, you know what I mean? Like, you don't matter. I'm going to lie to you and, you know what I mean? Just and deal what, with how it. how you feel isn't validated. Yeah, you are you don't matter. Yeah, you're and invisible. then on, underneath all of that was like, again, my dad. Yes, and then right. it was like, grief. oh, yeah, grief yeah. and, yeah, and like really hurtful things were said also. And like it was one of those situations where I literally went, wow, this is this is like the, the combo meal. You're getting everything. You know what I mean? It when you order complex. like the yeah. sampler appetizer, <laughs> you get you get a little bit of everything on that plate. Yeah. And yeah, that situation had a lot. And you could tell that it was a lot because it took that long to process it. Yeah. And then you could see like yesterday it sort of came up again. Yeah. Weeks later, and you and your sister were just like, We're done. Like we're yeah. like you didn't want to go there again because you had already done it. Yeah. You guys had put it away already. Yeah. That's so true. I didn't even realize. You folded all the laundry. You put it away. And when you reopened that drawer, it was neatly in place. And you're like, oh, everything's there. You just closed the drawer. Like you had done all the work. Yeah. I'd like, it's like I had realized, oh, this thing is happening again. Mm-hmm. And I've already, I'm already done with it. Like, you would already processed it. Yeah. I don't want to give my energy to that anymore. And it was very interesting to see that because you, your mom, and your sister all were had that same approach where it was just like, yeah. We know what this is. We've dealt with it. We've, we've given it as much energy as we're going to give it. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge it still. We're not denying it. But we're not going to go there again to that yes. you know, to that intensity. And uh, that's a really good example. Yeah, that was of, a really of what, good example. Of what it's like to actually process something in a healthy manner. Yeah. And to put it away and let it go. And to really let it go. Yeah. To really let it go. Um, because you, your mind can say, well... I've let it go like intellectually you can like you, you can see that you've let it go in a way right but if you don't feel it it doesn't count and and that's another that's the, another aspect that we've been talking about you and I where like you can intellectualize something mm-hmm. but it's it's different than feeling it mm-hmm. uh, the other day uh, I hope you don't mind me sharing this but you said I intellectualize my feelings too much and spirituality sometimes and as spiritual, well yeah my mind just takes over i'm such a 
mental or thinking person, mm-hmm. intellectual person, that everything for a long time has been processed through my, my mind. My, we have a first very, of all, yeah. You have a very strong intellect. Right. And so because you have a very strong intellect, you've you've sort of put all your weight on that foot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like your your other like you have two feet, all right? So you're putting all your weight on the, your intellectual, but like you're feeling you're like, "Oh, like it hurts when I step on that foot." So I'm just going to I'm going to lean on this side. You know, it's like when you have a a fucking toothache and you chew on one side of your mouth. <laughs> sure. So like you're you've been doing that this whole time. Yes. And that's a good it's a good thing because you do have a very strong intellect. You're you're one of the most intelligent people, if not the most intelligent person I've ever met, honestly. And um you you've put a lot of weight on that and i think now is an opportunity and invitation to spread out to distribute the weight evenly because yes. you have a very deep feeling uh you have a, a you're a very deep feeling person and obviously because of that it's caused you to push that away because it's so intense it is and and again we're not taught how to deal with this intensity we just know that it hurts and a lot of times when you go into this and you you start to deal with it for the first time, uh, one of the things I say when we do that meditation is that, you know, you can see that it can't hurt you. Not, I mean, yeah. it hurts inside of you. It yeah. physically hurts, but it can't harm you. Right. You're not. You're safe. Under threat of. of right. Yeah. Dying and it's it sucks because our ego feels discomfort and pain and automatically tries to protect us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to do this. This is hurt. Hurt is bad. It's bad for our survival. Uh, survival. Yeah. So your ego automatically turns on, goes into protect mode, and you're like, okay, how are we going to get rid of this? And sometimes you have to just quietly, you know, thank you, ego, you know, thank mm-hmm. you, Rue, for barking. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, we're, I got this. Yes. We're, we're safe. You know, I, I, I'm not under threat of harm. I just want to feel this. And then you feel it and then, oh my gosh, I could let it go. It happens really quickly. It does. Like the feeling does not last very long. Mm-mm. But this, it feels like it probably will because you've been putting so much like thought and worry and of like distraction and avoidance. You're like, you're like drawing out the process by avoiding doing anything you can to avoid feeling that. And then if you actually do the work, it doesn't take that long. <laughs> when you feel threatened and your ego jumps in, you go into automatic, mm-hmm. like this automatic mode of, of self-protection. Preservation. Preservation, yes. Right. And it's hard to turn off. I mean, you, you've seen me in situations where, you know, somebody makes a threatening gesture towards me and it's like my ego jumps in and it jumps in loud. Yes. And it's like for those few seconds, I forget all of this information and I'm just like, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> right what's your problem you yeah. know what i mean and it's like all of a sudden i'm a different person it's like yeah. my ego is so strong it's so protecting mm-hmm. of me and we've been doing this our whole lives yes i mean our entire lifetime we've been acting this way mm-hmm. and so now we're we have this intellectual idea of how to deal with it but again feelings and and thoughts are different things they are and they're, they're not the same at all but mm-mm. we think they are mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, because they're all connected, you tell yourself, like, this thing in my head, this brain that mm-hmm. has thoughts, that does all these things, that's who I am. And then you, you kind of start to realize as you get older, you you do the work, uh, that your brain isn't you. It's... Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, sorry. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, Nani's Yeah, text that's tone, my sister's text tone. Uh, which is great. It's very whimsical and, and it's great. I love it. Um, but yeah, you, you start to realize like, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Uh, that your mind oh, yes. isn't you. Yeah, it's not you. It's this automatic process. And you go, oh, okay, I'm not my brain. I'm not my thoughts. They're not even my thoughts. They're just thoughts. You yeah. don't have to take ownership of that. You could relinquish mm-hmm. relinquish ownership of these things yeah. and say, you know what? This is just a the thought. program. Mm-hmm. That's it's what just, I say. It's automatic. Like, oh, this is just the program running itself. And like I'm outside of that like program. It's going to keep running like this, but I don't have to like take it as truth. I would uh, encourage anybody, if they haven't already, to look up uh, This Is Water. Mm-hmm. David Foster Wallace, a uh, great speech where he talks about these sort of automatic reactions that we have and how much of a, um, a cage that is. It's a prison of these automatic reactions to things, you know, and... We do it our whole life, so it becomes so habitual. It becomes such a part of us, but it doesn't have to be. Like there's so many things that we could relinquish, and if we move out of our headspace into our heart space, we can find freedom in just allowing things to be what they are, Mm -hmm. and to really, really look at things before we react. And that's one of the things that my focus is on: is to not react right away. Just wait. You know what I mean? Just wait it out because oftentimes, you know, you if you just wait a little bit, you'll yeah. you can move through it. Yeah. Yeah. Let it pass through you. Like yeah. like wind. Like weather. Like weather. Yeah. Absolutely. And weather passes, weather changes. Mm-hmm. Um, just like emotions. Emotions don't last very long. No. And unfortunately, like we spend so much energy trying to avoid them that we prolong the situation because if we would just sit with it for five minutes, 10 minutes, we can actually work through it. Yeah. Just let yourself be angry or let yourself be jealous or let yourself be really hurt. Like just sit with it. That's why sometimes people in prison come out. So changed, they get to these epiphanies, they get to the, because they're trapped. Mm -hmm. There is no distraction. No, it's you in a room. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have, you're just forced to deal with yourself. Right. It's, and that's mm-hmm. also why when they come out, it's hard for them to like get Reintegrate back. into yeah, society. Yeah, because like they've spent so much time just with themselves. Being. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's it's the opposite. You know, they, they go real hard into into the opposite end. And it's, it's like you can't function almost. Right. Because you forgot how to function. You need to function with other people's energy, with like external stimuli, with your own ego, your... Uh, the, the ego, the brain, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our and, society is built on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another thing is that within all of this internal struggle, lack of information, lack of teaching, lack of understanding, there's like actual premeditated attempts to hack your brain and to make this harder for you. Yeah. Because of media, uh, commercials, ads, your algorithm that, you know, is trying to distract you and keep you tied to apps. And the matrix is real. Oh, absolutely. And it's strong. It's really strong. And I have a lot of compassion uh, 
for my brothers and sisters out there that are that are struggling in this in this world because it is very difficult if you look at it from a standpoint of you're born you're indoctrinated into the system from a young age you spend your entire life your entire childhood right and and for some people part of their adulthood being indoctrinated into the system and being told this is what reality is mm-hmm. you know the other night you said it beautifully you said something like they they like they they poison us they poison our water they poison our food yeah they poison our education they change history they give us addictive substances like our phones and Sugar. drugs they're like literally giving us like crack you know right and they yeah sugar and every every part of uh, our lives within the matrix within the grid of the matrix is um sabotaged by whoever you want to call it <laughs> elites or yeah, reptilians or whatever corporations there are whatever. yeah there are there is energy trying to oppress our spirituality because we're spiritual beings and when we are truly in our sovereignty we are not affected by any of that any of that and i'm beginning to see what life looks like outside of the matrix i mean obviously i still live on the grid but i'm not um spiritually or emotionally invested in the matrix anymore Right. The veil's um, on your head, but it's been lifted. Yes. Yeah, so I, I still play within this world, but I don't I don't take it seriously. I don't take it for truth anymore. Right. You understand. It's the understanding, you know. Right. Like you're a bear at the zoo, but you know you're in the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just like Yeah, exactly. And uh, This is life. This is everything. You know, no, yeah, it's no. not. Mm-hmm. Like I know who I really am. Right. I know where I came from. I know what I came here to do. I know what's going on. I know what they're trying to do. Um, and I think this is the first time that I've really felt sort of not af- unaffected because I am affected by what's happening in the of world course. right now. But I feel a gap between myself yeah. and what's happening in the world. And obviously, you know, we're at war or well, not us, not the U.S., but we're there is a war. There is a war right happening. There, there's people being uh, killed in cold yes. blood. There's people being bombed. There's there are people being sent to carry out these acts. Yes. Against their will. Yeah. And um, when this all started happening, I I was very affected. I was like, shit, this is scary. Like, why do we live in this world? Why do we have war? Why do we hurt each other? And I just felt the injustice. And the tragedy of it at first. Um, But then I could feel myself getting too emotionally involved. That it was affecting my my spirit. Mm. And I I didn't have peace. And nothing is more important than peace. Yeah, that's true. Because you're not, you can't do anything. Like you can't help anything if you're, you're at war with yourself. Yeah, exactly. And uh, taking a step back from the media, because it's everywhere now, anywhere you go, yeah. and people are talking about it everywhere. Yeah. And that's part of the Matrix, too. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone was so quick to, like, World War Three. Yeah. Like, right away. And I'm just like, hmm. Like, and I, what I take that as, and I could be completely wrong about this, but I feel like people want world war three because they're sick of this shit yeah and there's like 
part of them just wants things to change. Even if it means destruction and chaos and death, like they just want things to stop and change. And that's, that's a desperate place to be. And I have a lot of compassion. And I feel like if you're listening to this, you, you should have a lot of compassion for yourself because this shit is not easy. Like what we're going through right now is mm-hmm. not fucking easy. Yeah, this is not a war of flesh and blood, but of spirituality. Yeah, yeah. and energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading uh, this, this thing. Uh, my friend Jason posted it where he was just saying like, he was just listing all the things that, we as a generation have lived through, yeah. you know, the, All the, traumas. the economic disasters, the traumas, the, the pandemics, the wars, and how it just, you know, like we've been through so much and we're just expected to just carry on, just keep doing it. And we do, we do do that. You see it every day. You see people in traffic the next day. You see people, people going to work every day, Yeah, going on, on their phones, going on social media. And it's just business as usual. And the toll that that takes on somebody's soul, like after toll soul, sorry. Um, <laughs> it just, they keep carrying on this way. And it's really, really, really damaging to all of us. And I feel like that's something that we should all take a moment to have compassion for ourselves. And for me to say, like, I'm. I am proud of of a lot of the people that I see that are, you know, going through it and trying to grow and trying to be better and trying to be something good in this world. Because I see that a lot, despite all the negativity, despite all the algorithms, despite our food being poisoned, our water being poisoned and sold back to us, like at a profit, like all of it, I see people growing and learning and trying to be better despite all of it it's like like you said the other day you know like a flower can grow through the concrete through the cracks yeah and i see that every day and that Mm -hmm. gives me hope yeah yeah and another thing to um to know is that we are in a cycle of um of death like life has cycles like yeah we're in the winter right and so this is all a part of energetically what needs to happen for a rebirth Mm -hmm. so if we can look at what's going on in the world from that point of view i think we're able to like let go of of our attachment to things yeah our attachment to the idea and that's one of the another big lesson for me that i've that i've really learned over the past couple years is my attachment to outcomes Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We all have attachment to outcomes. We have attachment to people. We have attachment to ideals, mm-hmm. ideas, mm-hmm. all of that. And that is very painful. Yeah. And while the ego attachment, all of these things are sort of necessary to, uh, you know, maneuver through life. If we are conscious of those attachments, mm-hmm. then we can release them when appropriate. Yes. So true. So true. Because it's not wrong to to love someone or something so much. It's wrong when you can't let it go. Yeah, that's when it that's when you feel the discomfort, when yeah. you hurt. Mhm. Exactly. And everything going on in the world right now is just a part of the plan. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh it's friction, it's inertia. Yes. You know? Yeah, and for whatever reason I decided to, you decided to, whoever's listening to this, you decided to incarnate at this time. And it's a very pivotal 
time, a time of change. And you wanted to be here for whatever reason. Um, I think that's important to remember too. Like you, you wanted to be here to be a part of the change. Yeah. Yeah, you did. It's, um, that's one of the the ones I have to tell myself all the time. Like, Oh, I wanted to be here. I wanted to do this. I'm here for a reason. And the shift for me came for, from, uh, I'm living to enjoy life, to get what I can out of it. And that shifted to service. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help those around me. Mm -hmm. My loved ones, the people I care about, I'm here to brighten their day. I'm here to send positivity to them, to to make them be seen and heard and loved Mm -hmm. and try to lift people up. Yeah, it it really is Christ consciousness. Uh, Christ consciousness is is love, is service to others. Uh, being a servant unto the world <laughs> uh, that's the that's ultimately where you want to get in your spiritual journey and I'm not saying everyone needs to get there but no, for me no, no. that was that was a huge shift right when I stopped looking at every day as what am I gonna do today how am I gonna fill this time and it just went to I'm gonna get my energy right and I'm gonna try to help other people yeah be of service whatever that is you know whatever that service calls yeah for. And you, it could do it in any any place, any space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in, in a, a multitude of tiny, like, you know, what does it say? Uh, it's like ugly, like unattractive ways. You could like just be of service to people. It right. could be, it could be glamorous. It could be un, it could be not very glamorous at all. Right. You could be in the trenches, you know, doing doing your work. But I think just the idea that I'm here to serve is is something that has changed so much where I just, I surrender to God, the universe, source, and I say, put me where I'm supposed to be. I'm no longer mm-hmm. attached to any outcomes yeah. or any ideas. I don't want anything. Yeah. I want to be of service. That's it. Yeah, life starts to look different when you surrender your will to, to the divine will. Right. And let the divine will guide you. Uh, life looks a lot different. And shout out to the people learning how to do that. Shout out to the people who have been doing that. Yeah. Um, Many have done it, have just been doing it, you know, yeah, quietly, exactly. unacknowledged. Yeah. They don't even know they're doing it sometimes. You know, I think mm-hmm. I could think of someone right away, you know, who's been doing this the whole time that I've known her. You yeah. Know, my sister. I was, I was thinking I was thinking, that. You yeah. were you? I was. I was yeah, thinking of my sister, sister. Letty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, she's been doing this this whole time. Yeah. You know, unacknowledged. She she doesn't, you know, pat herself on the back or anything, but she's she's out there just doing the will. Yeah, doing know, the will. God's doing will the and, mm-hmm. and trying to be a light and just trying not to hurt anybody and, and just live her life. And I think um, there are people, many people out there this way. And uh, that's a big shout out to those people because, yeah. man. Yeah, we are blessed. We are very blessed to have those kinds of souls here. Um, we have to remember that we are ushering in a new earth where we're birthing a new earth. Yeah, and, it's a new age. Right. And, uh, that's a, a laborious process. Yeah. It's not going to happen possibly in our lifetime. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. Um, but we came here to be a part of the, the labor pains <laughs> of birth yeah. and that's a, damn, that is a place to be. It is. It's a it's a unique point in history. I mean, I guess all of them are, but obviously with all the 
this, all the things happening and all the things that have been happening when I look through my lifetime, there's been so much momentum. You know, the pendulum has been swinging so far in one direction. Yeah. Eventually, something's got to give. Mm-hmm. The law of polarity is a constant. And so it's going to have to swim back the other way. Yeah. We're, push- it has we're to. in the process of pushing the, the baby out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's painful right now and it's ugly, but it's it's a be- ultimately a beautiful process. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, recently, we were, we were listening to Dolores Cannon, um, oh, the, yeah. the Three Waves of Volunteers. You could find it on YouTube. But um, basically, like, we're, we're here to volunteer as light workers we're we're here to to help usher in bring in the the new earth and it's an honor that's been the theme because even last night um shout out to spirit science oh yes we watched that spirit science video which basically said the same thing yeah it's a it's an it's the newest one it's on globalism i think you guys should check it out if you're interested yeah. and they do have a class coming up too not to like put, uh, like try to <laughs> advertise for them but it is something i'm i we're both interested in doing yeah they're gonna do like a live class it's a seven day transformation and it's just to elevate your consciousness and many people will be doing it mm-hmm. um and i think it would be cool to participate in it because this is the kind of stuff that changes the world when right. we get when we join together and we focus together i think we are unstoppable yeah absolutely <laughs> um but yeah about that video on spirit science about about globalism, globalism and the Aquarian age, because we're in the the Aquarian age now. Uh, he was talking about how many religions believe in the the coming of a Messiah and a Savior, which is really interesting that we all believe that, and also could be true, whether you you believe it as a person who's embodying that or maybe a state of consciousness. Like the return of Christ, maybe that's not the return of the person, but the return the of the consciousness. Right. And Which you could very much see evidence of now. We have to um, be careful about waiting to be saved. Yes. Yeah. And I know I can fall into that trap too, where I'm just like, well, eventually someone's going to come and change things and I could just keep living my life the way that I am now. Right. Um, but really we have to remember that that we need to improve embody yeah we need to be the change Mm -hmm. that we want to see in the world also (laughs) exactly yeah it's like you know you walk you you talk the talk you got to walk the walk too right you know and no again no journey is linear we all make mistakes we all backslide yeah backslide say Mm -hmm. things we shouldn't say Mm -hmm. uh we're human we're humans humans (laughs) and i've i've said this many times but it's another balancing act of honoring your humanity honoring your divinity and that's okay uh don't don't feel bad about your humanity you know it's, right we're all human we're all we all make mistakes uh, i think the bigger picture is learning from everything if you could just learn from everything even your mistakes even others uh mistakes that you know hurt you or affect you then you're doing your job and that's that's all we're here to do is experience right i think that takes a lot of pressure off (laughs) like if they would just sit us down in school as kids and say listen the only thing you need to do is experience stuff Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's why you're here. And it doesn't matter what you choose. Yeah, you have this planet. There's oxygen. You have a sun. There's food everywhere. There's food on, literally grows out of the ground. Water everywhere. You have everything you need. Just go out there and experience stuff. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. That's all we have to do, ultimately. We're just data collectors. Mm Mm-hmm. And experience havers. Experiencers. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Love is all.